Before tonight's episode, I want to let you know about our supporters feed, Get Sleepy Premium, the best way to experience the show and get a good night's sleep. With Get Sleepy Premium, everything is ad-free. You'll receive a bonus episode every week and have full access to our entire back catalogue. Your support really helps and means so much to us. Simply tap the link in the show notes to learn more. Now, a quick word from our sponsors who make it possible for us to bring you two free episodes each week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, and welcome to Get Sleepy, the podcast where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. I'm Thomas, your host. Thanks so much for tuning in. Tonight, we'll be traveling back in time together to witness firsthand a civilization that left its mark on history. Of all the great societies of the past, few have a legacy that rivals that of the ancient Scandinavians. Famed for their skill upon the battlefield, even today the name of these warriors is synonymous with strength, courage, and resilience. A nation of farmers, they were also intrepid explorers and traders, traveling to lands around the world between the 9th and 11th centuries. Evidence of their settlements and the rich culture they left behind can be found from Britain to Russia, North Africa to North America. And soon, we'll journey into the past and visit a Viking settlement. But first, let's get cozy in bed. If you haven't already done so, put any remaining physical distractions to one side now. And laying in a position that allows you to breathe deeply and slowly, relax your jaw, relax your shoulders, relax your legs. and relax any other areas where tension tends to hang around. Gradually slow your breathing, drawing the air in and noticing 
how your chest and stomach expand. Then gently release the air back out as the weight of your body sinks into the bed. As you enjoy this feeling of slowing down, with each in-breath, you draw in a greater sense of calm and tranquility, and with the out-breath, you let go of anything disruptive, like tension in the muscles and busyness in the mind. Breathe in calm, release tension and disruption. Feel the softness of the pillow supporting your head as you let all the worries and concerns of the day fade away. There's nothing left to do now but follow my voice as we travel to a great empty hall whose towering ceiling is supported by sleek marble columns. You walk across the cool marble tiles. The patter of your footsteps echoes throughout the vast chamber. Scanning the room as you stroll, you take in the lofty stone walls and the huge arched windows lining them neatly. Through these windows comes a gentle white light which seems to hang above the door, like an ethereal mist. It beautifully illuminates the tiles underfoot and the patterns of colour that swirl upon them. And it sheds light on the gold, bronze and silver picture frames decorating the walls. The frames hang between the arched windows, holding paintings of different shapes and scenes. One oil painting in particular captures your interest. It's a rectangular piece hanging midway across the room. Though it's no bigger than the others, nor any more colourful, There's something about it that draws you in. Moving closer, you see a large room with an open rectangular doorway as its entrance. Through the door is a sunlit expanse of green and blue. Within the walls, you see the painted room 
is lit with golden candlelight and a great roaring fire. Positioned around the fireplace is a long, U-shaped table with food of every kind upon its wooden surface. The rich scene painted upon the canvas depicts a banquet of some kind, or possibly a celebration. At the table sit men and women dressed in a variety of tunics, cloaks, and armor. You soon recognize them as Vikings. Everyone in the painting looks happy and at ease, eating, drinking, and lost in merry conversation. A handful of warriors have their drinks raised in some kind of celebratory toast. They face the middle of the table, where a magnificent figure sits, his arm also raised towards the ceiling. Though he's painted sitting down, this man is clearly much larger than the rest of the dinner guests. His clothing seems more elaborate, too, from the precious rings and bracelets that decorate his arms and hands, to the sumptuous fur cloak that hangs around him. Everything about him gives the impression of a leader, strong and powerful, and well-respected. And yet, in the glow of firelight, there's a softness to his expression that seems peaceful and kind. You're fascinated by this painting. It's like a window to the past. Somehow, you feel a connection with the people depicted here. Though your feet remain planted upon the cool marble tiles, a relaxing warmth seems to be spreading through your body as you gaze intently at the artwork. In fact, the warmth seems to be coming from the painting itself, as if the canvas were radiating a gentle heat. Leaning in, you're struck not only by its temperature, but by a certain smokiness that lingers in the warm air. It's a deeply heartening scent, one that reminds you of sitting around a campfire with friends and loved ones right beside you. You relish this scent and the feeling of comfort and connection it evokes within. You feel your shoulders dip down as you inch forwards, closer to the artwork, and again a fraction more as you close your eyes, 
foregoing all other senses but smell. And there, beneath the initial warmth and smokiness, you discover a whole world of complex aromas. There's freshly baked bread, a mixture of vegetables and seasonings, and a range of succulent meats. And beneath that, there's not only food, but the unmistakable sense of earth and grassland, and the kind of fresh air that's only found at the water's edge. Intrigued, you begin to wonder whether these aren't the same aromas you might encounter were you in the place depicted on the canvas. Opening your eyes again, you're surprised to see that the artwork is no longer there in front of you. Neither is the hall with its marble columns or massive arched windows. Not even the marble floor that you stood upon remains. Instead, you find yourself outside beneath the clear blue sky of a sunny afternoon. Gone is the aroma of fire and food, but remaining with you still are the fresh, earthy scents of the countryside. Ahead lies a smooth and sandy path with vast grassy fields at either side. It climbs upwards, following a hill that conceals the land behind. Curiosity builds within you at the sight of this. Looking down, you see that your feet are now dressed in a pair of soft leather shoes. You begin to walk, effortlessly you make your way up the sandy path. Soon, you reach the summit where the ground flattens out, offering panoramic views of the surrounding area. Ahead of you, the hill dips down, forming a long stretch of grassland a mile or more across. There, you see the thatched roofs of many barn-like houses, some with smoke rising from their rooftops. Many of the homes are fenced in at one side, and even from a distance, you can see why. It's to keep safe the animals that belong to the residents the pigs and cows, goats, sheep, and chickens dotting the grass. You hear them too, their sounds reach you easily, carried upon the gentle summer breeze. 
you pause for a moment to take in all the details of your surroundings. You hear something that soothes your mind and senses, the delicate murmur of running water. Casting your eyes over the landscape, you follow the course of the sandy path as it runs down the hill through the center of the settlement. Two-thirds of the way along, you notice that wooden planks have been laid out across the path, forming a bridge. Beneath it is a gentle stream, a thin line of glistening blue bisecting the path, winding and weaving across the village. The stream travels from left to right, though where it ends up, you can't quite be sure. The view to your far right remains hidden, obscured by undulating hills and the woodland upon them. Stepping carefully down the hill, you follow the sandy path into the village. Soon, you reach the houses and see close up the animals enclosed within the fences. At the first house you pass, there are three white goats, each chewing happily on a mixture of grass and hay. And at the next house, a solitary cow sits upon the grass its coat of cream and chestnut patterns shimmering in the sunlight. Like the goats, the cow pays no attention to your passing by, continuing to sunbathe as if it hasn't seen you. As you walk, you realize how at ease you are here. Your mind and body are relaxed as you quietly explore this new environment. This feeling grows stronger as you reach the lovely winding stream, which you find is much wider at this distance than it appeared to be from the hill. You walk towards it and stand upon the bridge gazing down at the water beneath. It shimmers and sparkles, reflecting the golden sunlight from above. You kneel down and dip your hands into the glistening waters. Then, cupping them together, you lift them towards your face, splashing yourself gently with the clean, cool liquid. It's a wonderful feeling that enlivens your senses. Somehow, it makes everything seem a little bit less surreal and dreamlike. 
though perhaps you're simply more accepting of this strange and wonderful world that you find yourself in. For a few moments, you remain upon the bridge, inhaling the lush countryside air. It's particularly nice beside the water, which is so fresh that it seems to heal and restore every part of you that it touches. Looking down, you study your reflection upon the water's surface. Blurry though it is in the stream's glistening downflow, it mirrors your reflection, though perhaps not quite as you'd expect it. You see that you're now wearing an outfit of loose wool in a shade of blue that reminds you of night. You're like a leaf in the stream, being pulled along by an unseen current through this dreamy place. It wills you to stand, to leave the bridge and the sandy path behind and follow the water wherever it leads. You walk on the grass beside it, past the backs of the houses. You see more pens with various animals inside. Some are grazing, others are sleeping, and still more are sitting down taking in the world around them. In the distance, you notice areas of grassland that have been cultivated for farming. One in particular stands out from the rest. It's a field of ripened barley. Beneath the soft rays of sunlight, The patch glows golden, like a rectangular brooch pinned to the earth's surface. The tall crop rustles in the breeze, swaying gently from side to side. And you smile now, because it looks to you like the barley is waving and greeting you as a friend. Onwards you walk, with the stream right beside you, until at last, the view that was previously hidden behind the hillside becomes visible. You're approaching a shoreline. A large body of water stretches out to the horizon. It's a great river, displaying every shade of blue and green, from cobalt to teal, turquoise to sapphire. Like an ocean, it ebbs and flows, though with far greater reserve. You feel that you could stand here for hours, watching the subtle waves 
lap against the sandy riverbank, and basking in the fresh air, so rejuvenating here at the river's edge. Nearby is a wooden pier extending out from the land into the water. Resting beside it is a Viking longship. The sight of this incredible vessel takes your breath away. It floats here upon the water, just as it might appear in the pages of a history book. You step onto the pier to more closely examine this beautiful ship. You'd guess it's around 20 meters in length, with a body made of rich, dark oak. At its front right side, a steering oar hangs down, its bottom half resting below the waterline. At the opposite end, a rope attached to a large stone and wood anchor is visible between the boat and the river. In the middle of the longship, at either side, wooden oars sit within oarlocks, no doubt used by the sailors to power the ship on days when the wind is low. But most of the time, the ship's power comes from its sail, a rectangular, woven wool blanket of stunning red, draped from a central wooden pole. The sail is furled to protect it from the wind while the ship is anchored, but you can imagine it swaying and dancing upon the breeze. To you, this ship is as much a work of art as it is a durable and seaworthy craft, particularly at its end points where the wood curls up and around like the tail of a magical creature. At its wider base panel, it's decorated with a series of intricate carvings patterns of twisting shapes that curve with the lines of the ship. Stretching out a hand, you trace your fingers along a pattern, marveling at the beauty of this design. You don't think you've ever seen anything quite as wonderful as this. You stand for some time, watching and listening as the longship bobs up and down in the water, until a familiar scent reaches you upon the dock. It's the same aroma of food and fire smoke that emanated from the painting earlier. Once again, you feel pulled along by invisible currents in the air. Back across the planks you stroll, 
past the field of crops and the backs of wooden houses and over the bridge that crosses the stream. Then, retracing your steps along the sandy path, you walk through the center of the village, turning right where the track splits in two. Ahead of you sits a Viking longhouse, longer and wider than any other structure here, with great clouds of smoke wafting up from a hole in its roof. With every step towards this place, those wonderful smells become stronger and more enchanting. The closer you get, the more clearly you can hear the sounds of people, music, and merriment. There's a celebration happening in the longhouse. The building is surrounded by a tall, wooden fence with a gap at its front. It's through this opening that you make out the doorway, a warmly glowing rectangle which contrasts with the cool, fading daylight outside. There's something about the doorway in particular, a familiarity that you can't quite place. You're drawn towards it by the sounds and smells and the promise of warmth and comfort inside. Moments later, you're stepping across the threshold where you pause to look at the sights around you. Of all the things you've encountered today, this might be the strangest and the most wonderful of all. Not only because of what's here, but because you've seen it before. It's the scene from the canvas brought to life. You're standing at the entrance to a great long room with a crackling fire at its center. Around the fire sits a U-shaped table, its surface laden with plates of food. And just like in the painting, many Vikings are seated around it, eating, drinking, and speaking in hearty voices. None of them seem to see you as you wander into the room. They pay you as little attention as the animals did outside. This allows you to examine more closely the intricate clothing they all wear and the details of the room. The women wear long wool tunics which fall just above the tops of their leather shoes. The fabric has been dyed in various 
earthy shades, and most are tied at the waist with a belt of linen or silk. Though their outfits are practical and look quite comfortable to wear, they're stylish too. Many have decorative brooches and beads fastened to them. The men are dressed in a similar fashion, though their shorter tunics reveal long, cloth trousers below. Like the women, they wear leather shoes, but with long, thick socks pulled up below their knees. Their belts are mostly leather, and have useful pouches attached to carry their belongings with them. Some wear woolen hats and cloaks of animal fur, fastened at the shoulder with elaborate brooches. Just looking at these items gives you a feeling of warmth and wonder. You don't think you've ever seen fabrics so snug and luxurious as these. You're reminded that the Vikings were as much a community of farmers and skilled craftsmen as they were explorers, traders, and conquerors. There are warriors here also, mixed in with the crowd. They stand out with their quilted wool coats worn over their tunics, and their metal helmets shimmering in the firelight. Just as it was upon the canvas, none draws the eye like the magnificent figure positioned at the centre of the table. Towering above the other seated guests, who themselves are considerable in stature, there's an otherworldly quality about him, as if he's more myth than man. You find yourself drawn to this great figure, and sit down at an empty space beside him at the table. Once more, your actions go unnoticed, as if those around you neither see you nor hear you. You take the opportunity to study this great Viking warrior, scanning your eyes across the rich, thick expanse of his fur coat. Upon his fingers, are many different rings, most the same silver as the chainmail visible beneath his cloak. The cloak itself is held in place by a single brooch, pinned midway between the neck and shoulder. It's a stunning design of twisted gold, curling out in many different directions like the decorative carvings on the ship anchored nearby. 
His thick beard is braided and held with golden rings. And he wears a necklace too, a large silver pendant in a special shape. It's the mighty hammer of the god Thor, a tribute to the one who rides the sky nightly in his golden chariot and has defeated countless monsters with his hammer. Son of Odin, king of the gods, Thor is charged with the protection of humankind. And so a necklace such as this might well afford its owner an extra layer of protection in battle. Just as you'd observed in the painting, this man seems special. A chieftain or a king, someone to be respected. And yet, as you'd noticed earlier, as imposing as he might appear, he has a calm and soothing presence. He looks wise and peaceful as strong in mind as he is in body. You see kindness in his expression, brought to life in the glimmer of the nearby fire. The light of the flames dances upon his face until it glows almost as brightly as the brooch of twisted gold. many of those seated are talking, laughing, and teasing, or telling great tales in between mouthfuls of food and drink. This man, however, just eats, taking bite after bite from his dinner plate in an almost meditative manner. Occasionally, He stops to sip from his goblet, savoring its taste as he stares into the flames. You cast your eye across the table, examining the contents of each and every plate. Just as was painted upon the canvas, you see bread and stew and meats of every kind. The bread is freshly baked and golden brown. The stew is brimming with color and filled with vegetables, oats, beans, and herbs. There's meat and fish that's been roasted, dried, pickled, smoked, and salted. You're wondering whether you should stand up and taste some of the different foods around the table. But as fortune would have it, you look down to see a plate below you piled high with delicacies. Slowly, you begin to eat, savoring each morsel 
like the great man beside you did. It's delicious, tasting even better than it smells. It's the kind of meal that makes you feel at home, no matter where you are. There's a goblet filled with golden liquid, placed just within arm's reach. Taking it in your hand, you rest your gaze upon its surface and allow its scent to waft towards you. It smells like honey and barley. You're about to take a sip when the room grows quiet. Those around you have stopped talking to one another and are instead listening to the great Viking near you. His tone is lively and inspiring his voice deep and rich. It's like music to your ears. He holds the attention of all in the room. Though you can't understand exactly what he's saying, you recognize the names of Odin and Thor. You wonder if he might be telling the story of how Odin created the world, forming Asgard for the gods and Midgard for the humans, or a tale about Thor and one of the many battles he faced and overcame. Perhaps this is a celebration to honor these gods or for those gathered here to give thanks after success in their endeavors. At the end of his speech, goblets are raised in a kind of celebratory toast. You follow suit, lifting up your goblet beside this magnificent figure joining countless other voices, you say, Skull, and take a sip. The liquid's honey sweetness warms you from within. Following the toast, the room is once again filled with the sounds of happy voices. Looking around at these people, you're struck by a realization. Though your own life might seem very different from theirs, there's also quite a lot you have in common. They're just people after all, enjoying one another's company at the end of a long day, basking in the pleasure of food and friendship. Dressed as you are, seated at this table, you might easily be mistaken for one of them. 
Having finished your meal, you gaze into the fireplace across from where you sit. You can feel its warmth sending a tingle across your skin from head to toe. It's beautiful too, like a piece of art come to life. Sun-colored flames reach towards the ceiling, and the logs at the base crackle as they burn. Every so often, a log is moved or added, sending a flurry of sparks into the air above. Though these moments are brief, they are magical to behold. Against the backdrop of the evening, seen through the doorway, the sparks glow and glitter like ruby-red stars. Then, as quickly as they appear, they drift upwards and vanish into the night. It's a wonderful feeling to be so absorbed in the sights, sounds, and movements of the fire that your mind empties of all other thoughts. Rarely have you experienced such a sense of presence and stillness of the mind. Cushions have been positioned around the fireplace, where a man now sits, instrument in hand. It's a lyre, a beautiful stringed instrument, like a small harp. From the moment he begins to pluck at the strings, you feel that familiar pull in the air around you. You're drawn to this instrument and the wonderful melody it produces. You stand up and slowly amble around the table to the cushions by the fire. You take a seat upon the woolen pillows and look closely at the instrument being played. Its wooden base is carved in a series of intricate patterns. They twist and curl in every direction like those on the ship and on the golden brooch. You close your eyes, leaning back into the cushions, and immerse yourself in the sound of the music and the quiet hissing and popping of the fading blades. The fire is slowly growing dim beside you. 
it's cooler than it was, though you can still feel the warmth of the glowing embers left in the ash. You've never felt so calm, or so aware of your own body's journey into relaxation as you do now. It's as if your mind is watching you from above, as your body rests upon the cushions. And soon, you fall into a deep and peaceful slumber. <laughs>